0: the black rocks in revolution samurai punk feminist solution white knows your water pollution this is not a test calling all your slaves to the ground coming out your grace for the mine, At still you are blind this, this not a right Brad here this episodes with DJ DJ Andre 905 which is the era code of well it's Mr. Toronto if you're from Canada anyways uh this is a bit different one because I met uh, Andre at a show I was doing sound for for a bunch of hip-hop acts from Toronto and it's a bit outside of my zone, but he's talking about the Toronto scene and the new kids coming up in hip-hop in Toronto and um, it's weird that uh, Andre got to start much later I thought he uh, he went through school, his music wasn't really a thing and then it wasn't later in his life, he started writing beats and starting to work the scene in Toronto and uh, worked his way up from there on to be one of the you know, premier DJs for that, for this genre in Toronto. So, uh, thank you, Andre. Let's get into this. Let's, uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll introduce how I met you first, and then we'll go from there. So last okay. week was, was that, um, I, I got filled in for doing sound at Elements, which is a downtown Kitchener was a, what age group of the hip hop, are they new hip hop artists? They don't know enough about the scene, right? Would they be considered yeah. pretty young?
1: Yeah. Yeah, they could be considered new for, like, the new age style, new age hip-hop. Okay, so mostly from Toronto, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, all the opening acts were from Toronto, including the headliner, Westman Smith- Scarborough.
0: Kelly, he said he reminded me a bit of a subdued version of Drake, a Ooh. bit. That's sort of the thing I was getting it from him. Anyway, um, <laughs> so... Um so how old are you then?
1: Me, I, I I'm actually much older than all those kids. I'm actually forty two actually forty three. I just turned forty-three a couple months ago. So
0: holy wow. Okay. So yeah. the, how long have you been doing this? I don't I don't know enough about the scene, so that's why I, I want to interview and get to know what's going on. Um just hang out with my host, might join us. There's a we co host it. Okay. Okay, so how did you, uh, how did you get started? Like, wh- when did you start finding out music was, uh, you know, something that you're gravitating towards? When do you think that started? You know, I,
1: I you know, I've always loved music. Um, growing up, like my dad used to collect uh, cassette tapes and uh, CDs and such, and then uh, so I've I've always loved it. But in terms of DJing, I only started it when I was in my mid twenties, after I finished school um it was just something i just kind of did as like a hobby you know like i bought turntables at that time um bought vinyl and then that was uh around the time that um djs were making the switch to laptops this is like mid-2000s yeah and uh... uh, and then serato
0: when did did serato come out
1: serato came i think uh yeah uh mid-2000s so it was like around like 2004 5 6 around there
0: so was that the switch? Is, is uh, I think was that the switch where where DJs using CDs or are they using vinyl? and Then they moved to Serato.
1: So they were using both uh, okay. um, CDs and vinyl. But then everyone kind of uh, you know, or not everyone, but a lot of DJs made the switch over to uh, Serato, where they could still use their vinyl and still have the same vinyl feel and CD feel. And uh, yeah, lots of DJs made the switch around that time.
0: Okay, so, so would you say that uh, maybe like uh, five or six when you started to listen to music, like it became part of something you're listening to, or or, or is it just sort of in the background? Oh, uh, uh,
1: music. Yeah. So it was just something kind of like, it would be in the background, but we would listen to it. You know, like it's one of those things where, when my parents were cleaning the house, they would just play music. I guess so that way, you know, me and my sister wouldn't act up or whatever. And just to kind of keep us calm as kids, you know. Um, so it's uh, definitely something that was always in like the background. And then obviously when you would go out to family parties and stuff, they play music. And and they'd have games with music, like musical chairs and things of that nature. So it's always been around.
0: What kind of music were your parents listening to? Like that's the early 80s. So that's like... Uh...
1: Yeah, this is like the '80s, so it was like like Michael Jackson, Madonna, like uh, Earth Wind and Fire. Um,
0: oh yeah, because they would have been checker like. They yeah, they would have grown... been growing up in '60s and
1: '70s. Yeah, so they were playing most of that stuff, like '60s, '70s, and then they would still obviously play some of the '80s uh, new age stuff. And then, I, and then I had friends that that were older that were into rock, like. Uh, Metallica, ac Rolling Stones, so then kind of I was kind of like exposed to all that as well. and like at
0: a very young age. Okay, so you got, you got, you got quite a bit of a a three sixty of it. You weren't like you weren't specific to yeah. any kind of music. You were sort of like taking it in and like, oh, okay, yeah, you know it's part of my life, my parents' mm-hmm. life, right? So like, was it like? So was it like in high school? Did you start playing in bands, or did you, or was it just something else? No, so I mean,
1: in in high school, I did uh, play the saxophone for one year when I was in grade uh, nine. But after that, I didn't really kind of just—I didn't really focus on music. I mean, like I always listened to it, uh, and like that was a time when obviously CDs were kind of uh, becoming popular, and tapes were kind of getting faded out. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was still something that I used to listen to, and then. Uh, when I got to university, actually uh with like one of my friends, you know I tried to rap we we tried to be in like a rap group, and uh we weren't very good so uh I was like, you know what, let me try making beats and, and that wasn't working, so I guess the natural uh, progression was to try my hand at Djing uh and then once I finished school and I was working, I was able to kind of save up and buy turntables and uh and
0: vinyl and such. So, like, where where did you go? I I went to university from, started in 92, and f- finished in 98. Where, where did you go? Okay. Wait, where, where did you go? Uh, so,
1: I went to the university. So, I went to UFT, Mississauga. So, I went to the Mississauga campus. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: For UFT. Uh, so, I was there uh, for like the early 2000s. I graduated like, 2005, 2004, 2005.
0: That, that's so when I graduated. Area. But, uh, sorry did it have anything to do with music or is it completely something else yeah i
1: mean yeah yeah you know what like i had friends that were into music you know because i had friends that that, that wanted no, like to when sing
0: that wanted to rap but when you were in university it didn't have anything to do with music you were just going to school
1: no 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 no. sorry 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 sorry. yeah like my actual program no i was taking um labor relations in school so it had completely zero to do with music <laughs> but like i did join like a few music clubs and you know here but yeah like but yeah like my actual degree had nothing to to do with music
0: okay so when did you start getting yeah. into because i'm just remembering the show right and it was it was you know they're really on top of it from what i understand of it right because it was just so everybody knows there was more there's more people on stage than there was there was more people on stage than there was out the audience in some parts of the night and uh <laughs> they were all yeah it's, it's, it's not uh you were around you walking around while you were doing your your thing, right, and um, I'm not sure that happens at all shows when you're doing that, but it was got a little out of hand, but um yeah, so, <laughs> but what we did I did a show at elements, who was it who was the not elements they have another club in Guelph called the Guelph Concert theater, who was it? huge hip hip hop act there's more i just couldn't believe other people on stage um okay so uh so so what do you think you start start, well then it was after after college that you started getting into it
1: yeah yeah so i mean that's when i kind of started to get to djing you know i was practicing as much as i could um and was just kind of you know reading up on different dj websites and YouTube was just coming out at that time. So it kind of, you know, was able to learn. And, uh, um, you know, kind of maybe a couple years into, into you know, DJing and just kind of doing it as a hobby. I met a couple people that kind of helped mentor me. Um, sh- um, sh- shout out to my guy, DJBW. Uh, you know, he kind of showed me like a lot of things, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of, you know, how to properly mix, how to properly blend what songs to play at certain parts of the night uh, and just kind of like educating me on just kind of like different types of music. And, um, you know, that like, like when I kind of was around him, you know, that's when I kind of really learned. And then I was lucky to be around other DJs like DJ Charlie B and such who kind of really mentored me over the years in terms of just kind of learning the, the DJ business. Right. Cause you know, we can all love it as a hobby, but to make money, we have to really, Understand the business aspect of it too,
0: right?
1: So, that's important.
0: Okay, so those two day those two specific DJ you talk about, were they from Toronto? The, yeah, yeah. So um, they're
1: both from Toronto. BW was Brampton. Yeah, and like Charlie was from Toronto.
0: Charlie B. Okay, so, uh, so were you collaborate? Like, I don't totally know how it works. So maybe you can help me out. You come up with beats and work with hip hop artists or do they already have a beat and you go out and do an event with them or how does it work?
1: Yes, I mean like for like for example the like the showcase that you saw me on um that we you know that we that we worked together for like for something like that I was just booked by the show a promoter where he was like hey these are some artists um you know I'm gonna send you their their music in advance the songs they're gonna perform to uh, pretty much just kind of, you know, this is the the order to perform it at. Um, and, you know, just, you know, and uh, yeah, and like, just make sure to play out their song and just make sure everything is organized. So, you know, we can do, you know, we can do one to four and everything is, is, is good, right? So for the majority of the acts, everything was organized. You know, a couple acts kind of wanted to make a couple changes last minute and, um. Yeah, then the then like the act before Killy, they you know they were switching songs on the fly and kind of throwing you know kind of throwing me off a bit. But okay, so uh, but I was mean like not in a bad way, I guess you.
0: Know? Yeah, I was listening though, but you were keeping in in sync with the show without I couldn't tell. It sounded to me like. Yeah, were... yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, at the day,
1: You have to be professional, right? So you have to I... be
0: professional, like on point.
1: Like yeah, you
0: know. yeah. So. It... The show kept moving regardless i didn't know that regardless if they, they were switching things up um just yeah. as everybody knows i i when the promoter talked to me i want because i've done thousands of shows i was like okay so nobody's really he's not really giving me a straight answer about you know if people are ready or so you know uh i was on the microphone in the room going hey uh next dj gotta get up here because i some of the guys were out the out on the road right standing out in front of the building and suddenly we come out and go hey they're calling for you right you got to come in right so <laughs> it was uh yeah. so, it was, i just wanted to keep on top of stuff right
1: yeah and and you have to be it uh, because they had yeah. a good 20 acts right so and you know the thing is in order to get everything on time and be on schedule and you have to be out of there by a certain time yeah everyone has to be on time because i know even one of the opening acts uh in the first hour didn't want to perform because he was like there's no one here and basically one yeah. other dj told him look end of the day it's your responsibility if you know that you're that you're told you you're gonna perform at 6 15 if you don't have fans then that's on you and if you don't tell your or if you do have fans you need to tell them, hey, I'm performing at six fifteen. Yeah. If anything, lie to your fans and say I'm, I'm I'm going on at six, so they show up early and they're there. But if you if you don't have anyone there, then then that's really on you as an artist, right? And that's your responsibility, and and not the promoters, not the clubs, not the, the DJ, the engineers, the sound engineer. It's it's on you. Right. It's like
0: if if we're on so, a show where there's only four or five acts and there was and they knew that there was going to be some lag time, that's okay. But if you have 20 acts, I think it was from 7.30, yeah, no 730
1: till, till it 10.30. Like six, it was like six. <laughs> 11, yeah, 10.30, yeah. And 20 acts.
0: 20 acts, you just can't, You have to keep moving, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You have to just keep it moving. Boom, boom, boom. Next, 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 you know? Right, so And right. And the thing is...
0: Oh, sorry. I was just continuing, sorry.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I was going to say, because, like, I'm sure you've like, you've done shows and I've done shows where they have an actual production team, but I've done shows where you'll have someone bringing up the artist to the stage. So right. As one act finishes, they announce the next act. Next act is already ready. Then after that, the big, like the third act fourth like everyone is organized and good to go. But unfortunately with the show, we did, uh, you know, they didn't have somebody there, um, which, you know, I, I kind of told the promoter after I'm like, Hey, you know, like, great show but end of the day you need to have one two people there that know who every act is and is bringing each act to the stage so they know okay you're you're on whether you want to or not you have to you know it's your time to perform if you want to if you don't want to perform fine then we go to the next person but you're not coming back on after
0: so yeah the the, just think of i just think of the audacity of somebody going well you know what i you know, there's nobody here yet. I'm like, bad. Like you, you're you're above another 19 artists, right? Like it's just like you know, yeah. Hello? You're not like
1: you're not popular. Yeah, you're not popular. Like there was the, the there was one uh, guy that was there. I think when we first got there, I think he was the guy that was telling you, "Oh, I don't like the way my voice sounds," and then he was fine after. Yeah. And he wasn't even performing. He was performing on someone else on the opening guy set, and he was then asking, oh, "Oh, oh, I want to perform." and i'm like look bro like you're not like they have 19 other acts after you there's no slot for you if anything i'm like talk to the organizer maybe they'll fit you in but i'm like right now it doesn't look it doesn't look good for you just perform with your one artist the one song you have and leave and if you want to stick around stick around no problem but you know i don't know so it was just yeah it was just this guy was just being like a bit extra
0: so yeah <laughs> there was uh i was only told that we did a rehearsal and there was one mic so i thought okay it's a one mic show nobody said anything else to me so i had a backup mic just in case something went wrong and then the show starts or something and a guy yeah. grabs no is it a guy grabs the the backup mic because it's just there for like if something you, goes wrong yeah the I, go, back- I go what are you doing you know like that's a backup mic it's got nothing to well, I'm performing the show. I don't know that. Yeah. Nobody showed up during rehearsal that yeah. that was that was going on, right? Um, yeah. So when, when, um, Kelly came, he had management, like he had like a, uh, he had, um, he had like a stage manager, production guy that was making sure that no, 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 you know, everybody stopped, right? <laughs> Security stopped. Kelly's on yeah. this, what's going on, right? Like, that's sort of what it takes yeah. to focus. You know what I was really surprised is um the minute Kelly ended, the place emptied. Like it just, like that. Yeah. Is that normal? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like that's normal. Like if, I mean, at least for hip hop shows, like that's normal. Once the artist leaves the stage, everybody leaves. You know, because that, that's who you came for. Uh, and even I think I played maybe one song and that was it. And that was it because I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done too. Yeah, I guess I'm done too. Right. So, and then um, I'm sure at the end of the day, we also, we all wanted to leave. we, we, we I'm sure you were there all day. Yeah. I was there since pretty much 5 36. It was already 11 o'clock. And I was like, yeah, I want to go home. I don't want to, you know, stick around.
0: Um, but there was, but, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, but yeah, like that's, that's actually quite normal.
0: There was DJs. So everybody knows there was like four acts and then a DJ would come up, he would take over for you. And he and that DJ had a time slot, and because um, we were so behind, yeah. I come up to Andres and that "Whoever this DJ is, they've got five minutes." <laughs> oh no, man! I gotta no no. Yeah. You got sorry, dude. You got five minutes to so do your best, because then we're we're back on with the next artist, right? Like somewhere we have to yeah cut it back, right, for the show, right? Um, yeah. So. Uh, let's say Kelly, right? Because I don't. I'm trying to learn the learn the scene a bit. Um, is he an international artist or just sort of big in Canada?
1: Yeah, I mean he's international. Like he's, I can only he's done shows in the states, and Europe. Um, uh, I know he was signed. I don't know if he signed anymore, but I know he was signed. I think to Universal Records. Uh, I know initially in Canada, and I think he had a American. I'm pretty sure he got a American deal, um, and. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. So he, so he so he is like well known, like not just only in Canada. Like his his biggest fan base is in Canada, but I know he has fans in in in, in Europe and Asia and uh, in the states as well. Uh,
0: there's a couple artists. There's one artist named Brox don't uh, really like his stuff. Um, uh, Jake, what is his name? Is uh, um, Jake, Jake something. Remember who that was, Cake. Oh. I Anyways, mean, I like this stuff. So, have you? Uh, yeah. So, uh, sorry, I, I got off track. So, do you collaborate with hip hop artists that come with beats and then write songs? Of course, them, like, of course. Songs? Of
1: course, yeah, yeah. Like I've dropped uh, f- about four or five singles. so about 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 four singles over the years, uh, where I've kind of helped you know either work on the beat or I've been in the artist in the studio with the artist. I we've worked together on uh, records and uh, yeah, and like even now more so I've been working on uh, music production and I've been sending my stuff out to some artists, uh, you know, for them to rap over or, or sing over and uh, collab. So that's uh, definitely one thing now that I'm kind of focusing on more is just collabing and just being more in like the studio and uh, working on music.
0: Okay, so what's the process for you then? Do you start, uh, like, as a writer, right? Uh you come up with, like, a basic yeah. beat? Or do you come up with... What's the process, that, you know, and sort of the, the feeling behind it?
1: Yeah, I mean, so pretty much, like, I'll just be in the studio and kind of, like, the way I'm feeling that day, I'll try to make a beat with, you know, like, what I feel or what I kind of, you know, feel like, I guess, that day. And... Um, just kind of just based off that i'll try to work on you know either like a full beat or sometimes maybe even try to make just like a skeleton like a sample and then like what i'll do is i'll just present it to the artist like well like with the songs that i've done um with three out of the four i had kind of like worked on the beat or uh i got the beat and i kind of rearranged it um and then uh you know sent it to the artist And then for like the last song, so I dropped a song called Outside last year with myself and uh, this group called Stay Out Late. And for that, um, pretty much me and this other producer and Stay Out Late, we were all in the studio and we kind of built that beat from scratch. You know, with the sample and uh, everything. And just kind of like, you know, uh, collaborated on the whole process from A to Z.
0: Okay, so um, it sounds like, you come up, hey, uh, sorry, sorry, Andre, uh, Alan. I'm just talking to Andre 905. He's a he's a head okay. DJ at the show he did last Friday at Elements, and um, we've got him on here, you know, to talk about the hip hop community in basically in Toronto, right? So that's probably the hottest place in Canada, probably. And Al Al is is is, is at Dundas Square in Toronto. He works down there. So Al, we're just talking okay. about his recording process. So it sounds like. Andre, you do more like beats more than um, I'm going to assume. You do more of the beats than you do like soundtracks, meaning that um, you come up with melody lines, or is it just more of a the beats and then the the rapper brings the lyrics over top of that?
1: Yeah, like the rapper will bring the lyrics, and so yeah, like I'll work on the melody,
0: uh, okay, so and, and I just crafting the. Sorry, So you do work on melodies in terms of the music. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, so I will try to come up with like a melody uh, or or if not, like I'll use a site like, for example, Splice or Arcade or, you know, or like I'll find a sample and, yeah. and like I'll try to maybe chop it up or maybe try to uh, pitch it up and try to add a couple of to it to kind of make it unique and different. And then just try to build a beat around it, you know, add some drums, bass line other uh other instruments around the beat
0: okay so and then he, oh, sir, go ahead just, no no that was it that was it sorry so um is it something like uh is it because you like is it just a a thing that you have to do or something you want to do and, and there's a feeling behind about what you do that sort of drives you to go there
1: yeah i mean so it's something for me personally it's like it's not something i necessarily have to do it's something that i want to do and i enjoy doing and it's something too that uh you you know like um it's something that i always wanted to do and it's something that i enjoy doing you know like i i enjoy staying in like the studio working on a beat you know trying to figure out you know like to me like that's my new challenge Okay. at least musically and, uh, it's something that i always feel like you know i'm learning in the studio i'm growing i'm going on to youtube or watching different uh uh, uh 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 tutorials or even connecting with other uh, producers and kind of seeing how they make their beats and learning from them and trying to uh, and uh collaborating with them as well so it's uh and it's um, definitely something that i in, that i enjoy doing
0: so have you had um you had a chance to go across Canada or work outside of Canada? Uh, DJ-wise, I have. Like, I have DJed uh,
1: in Edmonton. I've DJed uh, in Newfoundland, uh, like, three times.
0: Really? You were in Newfoundland? It's St. John's? Um, St.
1: John's, yeah. St. John's. Uh, it was St. John's. It was Grand, uh, Windsor. Grand Falls, I think it's called Grand Falls, Windsor. Yep. And, and a couple other small towns. Cornerbrook. And a couple wow. other small towns yeah yeah i got booked off for like uh a couple tours out there in like 20 most well, first time was like 2013 then ended a couple times 2015 uh yeah 2014 i think and then 2015 so yeah man it's uh definitely an experience my being first, out
0: there. my first tour across newfoundland was in 1986 and i was out I was a kid i was still in high school and uh we out with a band called helix Actually, from here kitchener and they had a big hits at that time and uh yeah. we did pre-production in roberts bay bay of roberts i think and then we worked right across the, across the province and uh corner brick was our last night corner brick arena was our last night and then we okay, we're back okay. back on the ferry the next day back to canada and um I was driving truck. I had to follow the tour bus back through my first time. I, I could drive a truck, but I was, you know, around town. But I had to follow the tour bus during the day during rush hour, and and the tour bus, he's an older guy. He goes, "Just follow me. Don't get lost." And I said, "Okay." <laughs> and he uh, <laughs> ever gone through Montreal traffic, right? In the height of traffic there. This is back in the old days, and all the roads were all. And I was I by the time I got through Montreal, like I was, I sweating, man, because it was just like unreal. Try as, as a kid trying to keep this this tour bus driver trying to keep up with it, right? Anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> so have you traveled outside of Canada?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, for a vacation or to like DJ? You mean like hey, DJ. in terms of DJ? De- yeah, yeah. Um, I've DJed in India. Probably like four or five times now. Wow! Is there a scene yeah. over there? Oh yeah, of huge scene, huge scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, like in terms of just DJs and music in general, like even live music is is quite popular there. It's uh, it's it's uh, obviously more expensive to get into live music, but that's why bands and all like do quite well, and they're able to 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 charge because in like a, in like a country like India, yeah no matter how poor someone is or rich people enjoy entertainment, you know, whether it's movies, uh, you know, whether it's a live show, whether it's a DJ. So it's something where people will spend on entertainment.
0: So so when you were there, there was people re- really sincere about listening to what you're doing.
1: Of course. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I did, uh, like a few clubs out there and, uh, yeah. I mean, like people come out there to party and, and to enjoy and, uh, yeah, I mean, like the same way that 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 kids are here, they're just the same way over there, you know. Like they just want to come out, get drunk on a Friday or Saturday night, and and hear their favorite songs, and then go
0: home. Okay, so I had, so, like, the same. <laughs> I had my brush with with a hip hop artist. Like I, my hip hop era was the 80s. So I worked with El Kel, with a Ice T, or with him, Young MC. What's that band that? It makes two to make it all turn out. Uh, oh, uh, raw bass and
1: uh, raw uh, bass. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, and um, I, uh, I got called to do road sto- road manage production manage for uh, one weekend with Hayden Neal, which he was the singer, and he's basically the guy behind Jack Soul. I uh, don't know if you ever heard of okay, Jack okay. Soul from Toronto. Right? So we were we flew into Saint Kitts. The island. Okay. But we were delayed. Yes. We finally got there. And I was on boarding the plane. And the and I was the last second because I had to take gear up because I was just part of, I guess I had twenty pieces of gear with us, but anyway, that's another story. But anyway. Um got I was the last person there was one other person in the plane at the back. It was one of those prop planes, right? And yeah. uh old oh, as the hills, man. Um now, what's 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 the guy that's huge famous now? He married uh, Beyonce. Um, oh, uh, Jay Z. Jay Z was on it. The guy goes, "Tell the Jay Z at the back of, to get out." And so I go, "Okay." So I go, "But I didn't." Know I go, "Hey, Jay Z, you gotta, we gotta go, man. Like the plane is empty, right?" And he goes, "Oh, okay, man. <laughs> so I, that was. He was playing the Jazz Festival. I don't know why he's on it, but that was my brush yeah. with, with fame. Uh, sort of. I, I, he wasn't big then, though. That was like 2001. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, be, was, but he was getting big. He was getting big. He was, yeah,
1: yeah. He was getting big at that time.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he was he was a hip hop artist on the on the jazz festival anyway in Saint Kitts. There's a huge connection between Canada and the West Indies. Like when I was down course, there, yeah. yeah there, the, I could go. Uh, the phone numbers were the same. No, I could call back to Canada, and it was, and it was no charge, and the banks looked all the same, right? Really look the same right um yeah. so al sorry i'm interrupting al you have anything to say for andre he's hip on the scene in toronto the hip-hop scene no i, I mean i'm just, just taking it in because i came in late and uh, apologize for that uh but also uh yeah no i i i'm just listening i'm learning i'm learning on this one okay so um yeah. is there anything um before we head out we have timer down. Um, is there anything about music or something that's happened in your life that, you know, could be about music or something that, you know, life changing that you want to share with us here before we go? Uh,
1: I guess I like, get yeah, if I tie it tied in musically, like I think music's always, uh, I don't know about anything life changing. All I can say is that I can't imagine my life without music and without, uh you know, DJing or just even a day. Like I can't go a day without. Listening to some sort of music, whether it's something from the '80s, '90s, something now, something new, current, um, and uh, yeah, man, like to me, m- to me, music is life, and and you know that's I'm always gonna look at it, and I think it's important to appreciate uh, all different types of music, not just only hip hop or soul, but you know, there's there there there, there like there's rock, there's jazz. Uh, you know, there, you know, like there's so many different genres, and I think we're living in an age where we're lucky and we're spoiled, and like especially a lot of the young kids are spoiled because on your phone you can go into Spotify and Apple Music and you can listen to, you know, if you hit shuffle, you can literally go from like a pop song from the 90s all the way to like a rock song in the 70s, like Jimi Hendrix, followed up by Biggie, followed up by Jay-Z, by whoever else next, right? So that's the the best thing about now
0: so so Alan Andre was born probably nineteen eighty so uh he was his parents were probably listening he were listening to a lot of different but they would also be listening to like Motown and Soul and all sorts of mix of stuff that was around back then and and, and nowadays, like when we were bands we were trying to promote in the eighties and nineties, there were gatekeepers right like if you didn't get to the gate right it, maybe you would have had a career maybe not but but nowadays if you want to do you know your own thing you have a direct connection to your audience you don't have to you don't need to discuss it with anybody right yeah if you if you're willing to do the work on social media spotify and get your stuff out there uh, then you're good to go. So I think what yeah. Andre is saying is that he grew in a time when that was not possible. He really had to. No. Right? I think that's what you're saying. No, it's
1: true. No, it's true. I mean, like, previously, in like, the 90s, 80s and such and and uh, past time periods, if you wanted to make a song, you know, to book a studio was even expensive. It was expensive. And, you know, now you can literally just buy, like, a laptop and, buy some software and like a, you know, mic, you can even rent from Long and McQuaid or get a cheap mic from like a music store and record a song, find a free, you know, find a beat on the internet and, you know, record a song, upload it that night, put it, you know, and, you know, like the next thing you know, the world can hear it. It's just crazy.
0: I think that remembering, remembering how hip hop came through for my era, they, yeah. they re, I don't know if people know this, an older generation listening to this but they broke how the model worked they worked how the business model worked in music use mark they use music as the marketing tool to sell all sorts of things sort of i'm not saying other acts didn't do it but hip-hop was sort of like the early hip-hop was uh breaking the mold Uh, yeah and even when i'm watching the show last friday uh I get that sense that a lot of young artists are are doing the same thing, right? Except in this era, that's the way I see it. The way I I sort of watched it unfold. Um, I think that I think I've covered everything. I I I was glad I got to you know got to do this interview with you, so sort of under get to understand what's happening in hip hop in Toronto. So is there any is there any artists that are Coming up in the scene in Toronto that you could put a shout out to?
1: Yeah, I mean, want to shout out the artist that I you know work with um, Young Cake.
0: Young uh, Cake was there. it. Young
1: Cake was there. Was that the show? No, I think he was at, No, he wasn't at the show that we did, but maybe he was at a different show you, that that you performed. You know that you were on maybe. Um, but his name is Young Cake. Yeah, we like we have a few songs together. Uh, you know he's he's talented. Shout out Stay Out Late, um, shout out Primo Green, um, you know, o, uh, everything, O'Shawn, like there's a lot of talent. So I just want to shout them all out.
0: Okay. Yeah. You
1: know. Yes, sir.
0: Is that it? Was that, is that the, the, that's the ones?
1: Yeah, those are the ones. And just, you know, shout out to everyone in Toronto or in Canada that's making great music, you know, all genres of music. So shout out to you
0: guys all. Hey, Alan, is there anything you want to cover? Anything you gonna say? Uh no, you know, I I uh I uh that's a genre that's a genre that I I know you were into uh that I missed out on. I mean, I'm I'm an old rocker, blues and rock and roll. Uh not that not that we didn't get into that with the theater and and, and all the rest of it, but uh it's not my area of expertise. Okay. But sounds sounds like sounds like uh like sounds like he's you're very committed and uh sounds like you're having a good time and you're enjoying yourself and uh brad was impressed because that's why you're on right now so you know that's fantastic so appreciate right. that thank you um, dude, thanks for have, being on here and uh, if i'm in toronto i'll stop by uh i don't know when i'm gonna be in toronto sometimes with alan but i don't know but i'll, I'll see when mm-hmm. can come by
1: yeah sounds good all right thank appreciate you
0: appreciate that brad thank you all right thanks guys on. Take care. all right so that was uh DJ Andre 905, in the Toronto scene. His, uh, the people were sort of much younger than him, but uh, music was important in his life growing up with his parents around the house. And uh, he just got on a bit later, but it's uh, pretty exciting though to, to learn